All right, welcome to another edition here of Chop Shop Sports. This is Brian, joined by Paul. Paul, introduce yourself. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, last time we tried this <laughs> intro, I uh, cut you right off. Um, yeah, what's up, guys? Glad to be back talking football, not just betting. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, we got a couple futures podcast betting. I got the Mad Hatter uh, on one of them. He'll be on another one later this week, and I got a couple with Maddie Ice, one is out now, and one will be out shortly. So uh, make sure you check that out. It's on, on the same page. Uh, and then check us out Instagram. Make sure you're following us, Chop Chop Sports, Chop Chop Bets, Twitter, Chop Chop Sports 1. There's some freaking restaurant that's got Chop Shop Sports as their Twitter handle. They haven't tweeted anything since like 2012. And I've tried reaching out to get that username. And just no response. It's ridiculous. And then check us out on on uh, TikTok as well. Chop Chop Sports, a restaurant you said? Yeah, it's uh, it's like a it's a sports bar. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes it's, sense. It's, I'm it's surprised. Chop sports... Shop Sports Garage is what it, it, it's called. Well, then their Twitter should be Chop Shop Sports Garage. I agree, a hundred and ten percent. It is annoying. It, it makes me mad. That doesn't make any sense. Well, you know what else doesn't make sense, Paul? What doesn't make sense? Are you? Are we going to just jump right into this one? I think I'm we jumping should. right into this. We I'm should. fired up about this. All right, the NFL 100 list, the list of the top 100 players in the NFL ranked by NFL players. So you would think this list is relatively credible, right? Absolutely. Wrong. Absolutely. Wrong. When players Wrong. make lists, it's always right. Oh, no. no. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not this time. Nope. I'm going to jump right up to it's not it's not even like egregious in the top 10. It's egregious that this player is even discussed in the top 100. Number 85, a Mr. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, the quarterback of the New England Patriots, overnight has become the most overrated quarterback. No, 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 sorry. The most overrated player in the NFL. Paul, what's your opinion on Kirk Cousins? If you had to just, off the top of your head, where does he rank in the NFL roughly as far as starting quarterbacks go? So it's funny, playing Call of Duty yesterday, playing a little war zone, and I had this discussion with somebody, and they didn't like my answer. But I got him in like the mid to late teens is where I would rank him. And I would rank Mac Jones below him because I know that's your next question. That is my next question, Paul. I'm just going to provide you a quick, quick little fact fact sheet here Kirk Cousins versus Mac Jones all right go ahead before before you do this let's there's a you know there's one of those things on Instagram pages where they black out the player and you guess which player is which so read read the stats of one player and then read the stats of player b and let's see which player is better okay okay all right that works let's go one stat at a time I want you to guess who's who okay one player has 4,221 passing yards last year. The other has 3,801. Which one's which? So this is going to be a little bit less fun because I did just look at all of Mac Jones' stats yesterday when I was doing the betting podcast for him. So I know Mac Jones only had 3,800 yards last year. Okay, great. So one quarterback had 33 touchdowns and the other gonna, had 22. I'm going to be really good at this game because uh, Mac Jones had 22 last year. Wonderful. All right. Yep. And who yep. had almost double the interceptions at 13 to 7? Hmm. Well, considering Mac Jones' player prop for interceptions this year was 
I think 13 and a half, and he had 13 last year. I'm going to say Mac Jones had 13 interceptions. Oh, great. And then real quick, just to top it off, who had a whole 10 points higher passer rating last year? So this is the only one I wouldn't have known, but just based on trends, I'm going to go Kirk Cousins had a higher passer rating. Kirk Cousins. Wow, you're good. One, I'm pretty good. Wow. 103.1. 103.1, Kirk Cousins. To Mac Jones is 92.5. You tell me where in that stat sheet Mac Jones is the better quarterback. And just to top it off, there was a game last year in Buffalo. Very important game. A lot of wind. It was a very bad weather game. Okay. No, no, hold on. I'm trust him to throw the ball once. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop nope. you there. No, no, no. no. We're, we're full not gonna speed use ahead. Full speed ahead. Mm-mm. He threw the ball, I think, one time. One time. Did they win that game? Yes. Um, so why does it matter that he uh, only threw the game threw the ball one time? Because it proves to you that because the Patriots made the playoffs, it's not because of Mac Jones. It's because of that defense. That's why. I don't want to hear this nonsense about, well, they were eh in 2020. But Mac Jones got drafted, and now they're a playoff team. Nope. Nope. He was along for the ride. He was along for the ride with a great defense led by the greatest head coach of all time. And this leads to a big misconception amongst quarterbacks. I'm going to name two other quarterbacks. One particular I'm going to focus on. Tua Tungabailoa, Mitchell Trubisky. Two quarterbacks that were drafted, had high expectations coming out. Two quarterbacks that – we're not the best in their draft class. Mitchell Trubisky, if you remember, 2017, was taken before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Tua was taken before Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's been better than Tua, and there's no denying that Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson have been better than Mitchell Trubisky. Yep. Here's my point. Mac Jones, and I, I truly mean this, Mac Jones is Mitchell Trubisky, and the only difference – is he wasn't drafted before Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. I think they're the exact same player. Yeah, you you bring good points. And I would say the difference between those two is uh, Mitch Trubisky a little bit more mobile. And I think with the difference between all three of those quarterbacks is Mac Jones coming out of college was the lowest rated of all of them. Uh, of all his comparisons. And Mitch Trubisky was too, so him being drafted that high was kind of a head-scratcher. Um, but obviously the two quarterbacks picked behind him and all the draft capital the Bears gave up, there were high expectations for him on a bad team. And same thing with Tua was the highest touted prospect in that class. And then two guys that were lesser over the, over their college careers are better than him. But out of everybody – Mac Jones was definitely drafted. Of all the guys the last three years that have been drafted, Mac Jones was drafted into the best situation, followed by Justin Herbert, followed by Joe Burrow, followed by Trey Lance, followed by Tua. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. But And, 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 and this goes back to my point. Um, I don't think I've made it this year. But in general, I think teams give up way too early on quarterbacks. And, and we need to realize that situation matters. And if you looked at Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, like you look at all these guys and some of 
the guys that have been drafted in the top 10 have been bust, and some of them haven't. And typically the quarterbacks that are drafted higher, with the exception of Joe Burrow, turn out to be quote-unquote bust. Why? Because they play on a bad football team that's not ready to win with just a quarterback. Correct. Correct. And this so I think, a- I, think, I think this is the opposite, where everybody's really high on this guy because he's on a good team. I hear you. And that's – you're right. But that, that doesn't escape the fact that he was number 85 on this list. I'm just going to close it out with this, my final statement on it. And I want it to resonate. Mac Jones is the best example of how we falsely perceive players. He had lower expectations, and he just didn't disappoint yep. as much as the other highly touted QBs in his class. He is Mitchell Trubisky. The only difference – is Mahomes and Watson weren't drafted after him. That's it. I'll leave that. And he was drafted to a winning team, not a losing team, not a loser franchise. That helps, sure. But if we're talking about the – yes, as far as perception goes. Yep. But he's no better than Mitchell Trubisky. And actually, actually just the last, the cherry on top, even Mitch Trubisky led those Bears teams to playoff performances, playoff games, and he got no love. Yeah, he was the Nickelodeon MVP, but nobody gave him any credit for turning that Bears team around and made them a, a playoff team. They all gave the credit to Khalil Mack. Right, right. But but that's because he was the third best quarterback in that top 15 of the draft. Yep, yep. That's it. Yep. All right. I'll leave it at that. That's my hot take for the day. I don't even think it's that hot, but apparently the players – Apparently it is because uh, – Sounds like a lot of NFL players know. would disagree with you. But I, I imagine know, they man. do those based on like averages, kind of like how we do our power rankings where we all rank them and then we average them out. And that's how we get yeah. our power rankings, uh, giving a look behind the curtain of how we do those. So that means that there are people that put Mac Jones probably pretty high if he's at 85 on average. Um, or a lot of guys just didn't get love. I guess there's a lot of factors for why he ended up where he did. Yeah, and, and none of the factors relate to uh, common sense. But anyways, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Let's move yeah, let's on. Move on. Let's, play, move on. Let's, let's play a quick game here. I need, to, <laughs> I need to pick my spirits up. I'm very angry at the NFL 100 list. All right, we're playing a little bit of this or that here, Paul. I'm going to give you two scenarios. I want you to hit me with what you think is the more likely scenario to happen this season. Okay. All right, here we go. What is more likely, Paul? The New York Jets make the playoffs or the Buffalo Bills miss the playoffs? So this might be a hot take because I don't think 10 wins guarantees you a playoff spot in the AFC this year. And I think the Bills will win 10 games, and I don't think the Jets will. So I'm going to say that it's more likely the Bills miss the playoffs. Um, And I think that would be more newsworthy than the Jets. Actually, I don't know what would be more newsworthy, but I, I think the Bills missing the playoffs is more likely to happen. I agree. I agree with you because I don't see in a crowded AFC, I don't see a team like the Jets that are still way too early in their rebuild. Yep. Fighting their way through what appears to be, I mean, I think there's 12 teams in the AFC that could, that could make the playoffs. And I don't have one of them. I don't have the Jets as one of them. They're right outside with Jacksonville, with Houston and with, uh, yeah, well, th- those are really the big so, three. So 13 of the uh, the Browns. Well, I put the Browns there, too, if Deshaun's not going to play, which I know is a 
Uh, Don't make me do math today. I if, put the Browns. Make that four, and that's that's twelve of the sixteen. If you if you eliminate the Browns, if Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback of the Browns, I agree with you. That's fourteen. Now, if they make a different move and have someone else at quarterback, yeah, yep. I think they could win that division. Yep. At, regardless, all right. Let's go. Let's go to the next one here. Yep. Bear with me, Paul. I'm switching the questions up on you. I know you got a peek of them before we started here. Listen to the question. I don't want you to trip up on it because there is a correct answer. Okay. All right. What is more likely, Tyreek Hill to have a career year or Patrick Mahomes to also have a career year? Oh, I like this better because both these guys have really high ceilings and to have a career year based on their standards would be really difficult. And I think I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes. And I would say that just because I think the expectations for him are as low as they've been since he was a a first-year starter. And the expectations for Tyree Kill are he will lead the Dolphins to great success. So I think even if Tyree Kill has better numbers than he's ever had in his career – I don't think we will call it a career year if the Dolphins don't make the playoffs or make a playoff run. And I think if Patrick Mahomes, his numbers aren't better are, and, and they do make a deep playoff run, will be looked at as a career year. So depending on how you take that answer, I, I would say that the Mahomes, the view of Mahomes having a career year is more likely, even if Tyreek Hill might have better numbers than he's had in his career, if that makes sense. That does. You're kind of you're kind of coming at it from the narrative perspective of how we'll look at it. How we'll exactly, it. exactly. Um, okay, so I'm gonna play biased here, and I of don't. Of course like you to are. Do this. Of course you are. No, nope, I do don't love like to, do, to do, this. do this. No, you love to do this. <laughs> you love. I to don't do this. like to do this. I'm gonna go with Tyreek. Here's why. I and this is nothing against Patrick Mahomes. I think Andy Reid is the best play caller in football. I believe Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. I believe Travis Kelsey is a top three tight end in football. I think they're going to be okay. They'll, they won't skip a beat. Now they're not better without Tyreek, but they won't skip a beat, but I'm going to go with Tyreek here for a couple reasons. I actually think the narrative is lower on Tyreek because he's been so closely tied to Andy Reed, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like I just named what people forget is when Patrick Mahomes started his career and he became a big deal. That was with Alex Smith, not Patrick Mahomes. Now, obviously, he reached new heights with Patrick Mahomes, but people forget Tyreek Hill had success without Mahomes. We actually have not seen, and, and I think he will be successful. I'll preface it by saying that. But we have actually not seen Patrick Mahomes have success without Tyreek Hill on the field. We just haven't. Just based just based on the fact that he didn't start he didn't start playing games until 2018, I believe. Yep. So I, I I I like the idea of Tyreek Hill in Miami. They have a better running game. They have better weapons around him in Jalen Waddle, in Mike Gesicki, in Cedric Wilson. They've got I mean they got a litany of backs and Raheem Mostert and I can go on and on and on. That Dolphins roster is really good. The only thing that we're going to hold against them here is, well, what's Tua going to do? And you're right. People will not remember it as well if the Dolphins flame out and go 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight and miss the playoffs. So this answer kind of comes with the caveat that the Dolphins make a playoff run. 
But I'm going to go with Tyreek here because also from the narrative angle, I think that everyone's expecting a drop-off now that he's in Miami without Patrick Mahomes. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold here. on. Go, go uh, ahead, since, go ahead. Since you, got, since you got to play Homer, and I know you're supposed to ask the questions here, but it's my turn to play Homer. <laughs> Who has a better year this year? A.J. Brown? Michael Thomas. A.J. Brown, easily. Michael Thomas hasn't played football in two years. So we're just going to forget that before. And first off, it's not been a full two years. But uh, we're going to forget that Michael Thomas, prior to his injury, was heavily contested, I will say. It was, it was up for a lot of debates. I know a lot of people were really upset that I thought he was the best wide receiver in the game. And, and I do like to think that I am biased, but I can see past that. And we see that with my takes on Justin Fields as, a, as an Ohio State fan. And I, I can see why there's other guys that you would consider as number one um, in 2018, 2019. But to say he wasn't a top three quarterback or top three wide receiver is absurd. So we're going to say that this guy who is a top three quarterback before he hurt his ankle is now just not going to be better than A.J. Brown, who I'm, I'm not really sold makes the Eagles any better. I, you, you know, you know, what's interesting about this, Paul, is Michael Thomas has the better quarterback. I like Jameis Winston a lot. Yeah, I agree. But A.J. Brown's the better receiver, I think. He's more versatile. I, I just think he's going to have a bigger year. And he's got Devontae Smith opposite him to take some looks away. He's got Dallas Goddard up the middle, you know, running those seams at tight end. I just – I like that more. I like the fit more. I don't know why. I think it's going to – I also wanted to give you the chance to take the homer take because you picked <laughs> the homes. So, a little, you know, a little bit of uh, strategery there, as the great George W. Bush would say, strategery. Uh, all right. You got that one. Next one, Paul, I got a good one for you here. We're talking two quarterbacks that have been in the news a lot recently for very different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Okay. What's more likely? Lamar Jackson to get a new contract before the season starts or Deshaun Watson to miss the entire 2022 season? This is easy because Deshaun Watson's going to miss the whole 2020 season or 2022 season. I think Lamar could get this contract, but if he doesn't, I'm not surprised. And why the Ravens won't give him what he wants is beyond me. you got a franchise guy, and I know he, you're going to be concerned about his legs and his athleticism dro- dropping off in a few years. But for the most part, this is a guy that has embraced the city. The city has embraced him, and he's had no issues off the field. This is – in today's day and age, it's hard to only have positive news about you and when the only negative stuff that comes up about you is how you play the game of football, like how your style, I, I think it's absurd that the, the Ravens won't give him what he wants. I agree. And I actually think it's more likely Deshaun get, or I'm sorry, backtracking. I think it's more likely Lamar gets the new contract because I just can't envision Baltimore letting him. He's already set up a, uh, a deadline for contract negotiations. He doesn't want this going on during the season. He wants to focus yeah. on football. I just can't imagine Baltimore will let 
an MVP caliber player get to April and May of next year without a contract? Because once you get there, anything can happen. We just saw that with Tyreek Hill. No one saw that trade coming until the day it happened. You just don't know what will happen once you get close to draft season. I don't imagine they're going to allow their franchise quarterback, one of the most talented players the NFL's ever seen, I don't imagine them letting him get to the offseason without a contract extension. So I, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson there. Also because it feels like Deshaun Watson should miss the 2022 season without a doubt. And that's just not how things work in the NFL. For some reason, players just find a way to avoid the suspension that they truly deserve, especially in cases like this. It's sad, but until you prove me wrong, I'm going to continue to expect disappointment as far as these uh, punishments go. All right, uh, more, of a, more of a fun one. We're going to go to two historic all-time greats. We're talking Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. What's more likely here, Paul? Rodgers to make the Super Bowl or Brady to make the Super Bowl? So I think this question would be more interesting if we said Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl or Aaron Rodgers to make the Super Bowl. Can we make that the question? Sure, sure. All right, I'll entertain this one. Go ahead. My answer is the same, Tom Brady. Um, Just because Aaron (laughs) Rodgers has been there once and Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. So math tells me that it's more likely that Tom Brady – will win the Super Bowl. And considering, on average, Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl every other year, he didn't go last year, which means he'll go this year. Um, I think either team has a chance to actually make it out of the NFC. I, I have them ranked uh, three and four, the Bucks at three, Packers at four. I think there's too many issues in Green Bay right now. I don't think they have the receivers to make a deep playoff run. And I think if Tom Brady makes it to the Super Bowl – in his last year, I, I think they'll be playing with a couple men up with the NFL trying to get him that storybook ending. And I think a lot of owners and GMs would be happy if Tom Brady won the Super Bowl because he would finally retire. So I, I, talking between storylines and math, I'm going with Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl over Aaron Rodgers making it there. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about this one for a while, and, and – in a normal scenario, in any other season, I would probably put my money on Tom Brady. But this year, I got to go Aaron Rodgers. We've already seen Brady retire, unretire. We found out that he didn't want to be in Tampa Bay. He wanted to be in Miami with Sean Payton. Yep. And now we're seeing him on a little bit of a hiatus. Now, it's not, it's not crazy for a veteran quarterback like Tom Brady to say, you know what, I'm good. Call me when week one comes around. He doesn't need to be there for week one of the preseason. He's got a wife that wants him at home with his kids, with his family. So it makes sense that he steps away for a week or two to kind of keep himself mentally fresh. Because you already know he was ready to step away when he retired the first time. Yep. So it kind of gives me a little bit of a hesitation, though, that maybe, maybe, maybe his mind's not all there like it usually is. Maybe this is just he really wants to enjoy this season go out and try to win but at the end of the day he wants that just that one more run yep. of experience to enjoy it's running out on the field hopefully winning a few games I, I don't know it just it feels different it feels different so I'm leaning Aaron Rodgers here 
I, I think it's unlikely either one even makes it to the Super Bowl because I don't think that highly of the Bucks this year as I did the last two years. Yep. And I definitely don't think that highly of Green Bay without Devontae Adams because Aaron Rodgers is on an island there in Green Bay, and he's got zero help. All right. Last one, Paul. Finishing strong here. What's more likely, a team to go 17-0 and or a team to go 0 and 17. Yeah, so you gave a hot take and uh, on this podcast, and I'm going to give a much more controversial take. And I think the Washington Commanders are more likely to go 0 and 17 than any other team is to go 17 and 0, even 16 and 1, or any other team to go 0 and 17. And you're, you're singling out Washington specifically. Specifically Washington. I think Jeez. the Falcons have a chance. I think the Texans have a chance. Um, so I do think there are other teams that could do it, which is, gives me more credit to the 0-17. We've seen that happen, I think, just as many times as teams going undefeated. We've seen teams go defeated. Mathematically, it's uh, the odds are about the same. But I'm going to go with a team to go 0-17. I, I did the math with Matt on our podcast the other day because that was actually his one of his best bets was the commanders have the worst record in football. Mine was the Falcons have the worst record in football. But after talking it through and looking at their schedule, they might not win a game. And I, I saw a tweet or somebody sent me a tweet saying, I think Matt actually shared it with me, was a guy left the Washington Commanders practice and was like, there's a chance we don't win a game this year. And that's from a fan. So I, I think that's possible. And that's surprising to hear that too, especially coming from a Ron Rivera coach team. But that organization, I mean, I've talked about that organization a yeah, lot. We did, that, we did that last podcast and how discombobulated I, and how we didn't have Ron Rivera on our top five hot seats is, is a little baffling after talking about him. He's probably on, on that looking for a job next. I mean, it's just that I think I had them number two on my list of five most dysfunctional franchises. Yep. I think we both did. And, uh, you know, it's just that's a shame. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on this one. This is a fun NFL year where there is no Goliath. There's no Kansas City Chiefs or Tom Brady and Bill Belichick Patriots that you're looking at and saying, I don't know how we're going to beat them. I think anyone can be beaten by anybody on any given week this year. And that's kind of fun. Yep. It's something that we really, we don't really get a hold of a lot. Because even some of the teams that don't have the great quarterbacks, like the Miami Dolphins, right? Like the New Orleans Saints. You know, teams like that that don't have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. They've got great foundations built around those teams on the offensive line, on defense. We see that around the entire league. Now, the NFC is definitely a lot weaker, but I think anyone can beat anyone this year. The divisions are too hard. The AFC West, the AFC East, the AFC North, outside of the AFC South, that conference is stacked. And then you've got a lot of just really good teams in the NFC that I I just don't imagine anyone has a shot at 17-0 this year. But 0-17... I have the Falcons as kind of my favorite to go 0 and 17. That quarterback situation is ugly. And Marcus Mariota, and then I wasn't that high on Desmond Ritter coming out of college. So I, I, I think I, we differ there because I think Desmond Ritter could have a really good NFL career. I think he could be one of those Teddy Bridgewater types or, you know, a guy that bounces around and, and holds teams down, which some guys might say it's not a good career, but you make a lot of money, you play a lot of games, you win a lot of games, you have good stats uh, or like decent stats. Um, you bounce around, 
I think that's a good NFL career. I would take that over being uh, Johnny Manziel, who got one chance and was done. Sure, but, like, I mean, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, are you glad that Teddy Bridgewater was your quarterback? No. I mean, no, before, be- before, before you got hurt, before you got hurt, you might have been. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But they weren't, they haven't been much better with Kirk Cousins. The Falcons weren't that good this year or last year. I'm last sorry. Year. Yep. And, and their reward, if their reward is a Teddy Bridgewater like quarterback, that's not really the reward you want. You want no. the Trevor Lawrence's and the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts and the Pat Mahomes. That's what you want. I, I don't see it with Desmond Ritter. He could be. I mean, we don't, we don't know a thing. That, I mean, we haven't even gotten to football that matters yet. But I, I will just, say Desmond Ritter was a third-round quarterback, so it's not like they were super high on him and took him in the first round. So if he is anything, he could have a Dak Prescott-like rise where he comes in and is a, is a happy accident. Yes, exactly. It's not, it's, not like, it's not like Kenny Pickett going you know, in the first round or anything like that. Yeah. But I, I still I'm, – I'm not a fan of that team. We still don't really know with Arthur Smith, their head coach, young head coach, we don't know what he's got going on down there. It's they're a wild card. Now, the one thing I will say is they're in a weak division. I think New Orleans will be better. I think Tampa Bay will be worse. I think Carolina might be right around the same, even though I like Baker Mayfield. So yep, that's not too. a powerhouse division. I could see them winning a game or two in that division. But of all the teams, I I would put my money down on Atlanta going zero and seventeen more than I would any team going seventeen and zero. So that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm left on that one. And you know what? While I'm at it, I don't like. I how how do how do I put that? How do I put this? If we're talking preseason football, Paul. Okay. I don't like a lot of the hot takes that come out of the first week of preseason. What's your opinion on preseason football? What matters? What doesn't matter? What do you take away from? from these three weeks as far as how you project the season going forward. Yes, this is an interesting segue, but I'll, I'll hop on it. We'll Paul Bart, Paul Blart, Malkoff, this uh, segue here. And uh, I will say that I could care less um, about what happens, especially week one, actually at any point in the preseason, because it's very rare that you see enough one V one, you know, starters versus starters, with starters, uh, it, unlike any other sport, you know, in, in spring training, it doesn't really matter the defense behind, you know, a starting MLB pitcher versus a starting MLB hitter. Yeah, they might make an error, but that's an error. Um, if you hit a home run, what do you? Did you say error? An error. Like, yeah, if a fielder makes an error, an you know, error, an error. Yes. yes, an error. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, did I say error? Yeah. Sorry, they make an error. They uh, it goes down as that. It gets recorded like that. If a receiver, you know, doesn't make a, a catch, it, it goes down as zero for one for Aaron Rodgers. Um, so I don't care about any storyline that you see coming out of the preseason, with a few exceptions. Discipline. So the Cowboys having all those penalties. That's something that I would be concerned about, especially when historically your team is heavily penalized. And then two, the Lions losing the way they did is so classic Lions, and you you're into them. They're hard knocks. They're they're the team to believe in. Dan Campbell, rah rah rah, and then you lose on a hail mary pass. That's not really a hail mary, and was 
run by a Division two quarterback who played one year after four years or five years of college lacrosse. Like, that's how you're going to lose a game. Um, but Desmond Ritter having a big game, Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis, Trey Lance, those guys having big games means absolutely nothing to me. And it means just as little Aaron Rodgers not having a good game or guys not having, you know, starters not having good games. Those things are equally as meaningless to me. Yeah, you know, I don't really have much more to add on that one. I agree with you. It's preseason football. If you are going to take any stock in the preseason, next week is the week. Week two is the quote-unquote dress rehearsal. So if you want to take stock in those two quarters that you see the starters go against the starters, fine. But but that's really it. I mean, we've seen teams go winless in the preseason and then make Super Bowl runs. The, yep. the Ravens haven't lost a preseason game 21 straight. And they haven't they, been to a Super Bowl. And they, they haven't been to a Super Bowl in that run. not correlated. Exactly. Exactly. One question, Paul. I'm going to throw you, off, throw you for a loop here. Give me one head coach. If you could play for one head coach in the NFL, who would you play for? Oh, this is an interesting question. You were not prepared for this one. I, know. I was not at all prepared. Um I mean, I, honestly, I think right now I would buy in most to Dan Campbell. And I know that's kind of the, the, the boring take, so I'm not going to make that my official answer. Um, I think there's a lot of great options. I, I think there are guys that I wouldn't want to play for, like Mike McCarthy. Uh, no, no, no desire to, to play for him. Being around Bill Belichick I think would be very great if I wanted to be a coach but I would hate playing for him as a player. It's just not, not something I would like to do. So as I'm saying all of this, um, I'm probably going to stick with Dan Campbell, actually, just because I think he's a guy that puts the team first but doesn't hide the individual, if that makes sense. Like Bill Belichick is undoubtedly team first. And ultimately, it sounds like that's why Tom Brady left because he wanted more special treatment as he should have gotten as Tom Brady. And Bill right. Belichick was like, no. And we saw the same thing with Kevin Stefanski and Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's like, I'm not going to practice until I get a contract. And Stefanski's like, you're healthy, you're practicing. So like guys like that, I, I wouldn't want to play for. If you're an elite NFL player, you should get some perks. And I think Dan Campbell buys into that enough, but he still fires everybody up where he makes you want to practice every day with your team. Yeah, I hear you. And you know, this one's kind of a tough one because if I'm a quarterback, Andy Reed, I want to play for Andy Reed. But if we're yeah. talking just my favorite head coach that I would want to play for, it's got to be Pete Carroll. Interesting. It's got to be Pete Carroll. That dude is, he's the oldest coach. He's older than Bill Belichick. And he might be the most energetic coach still at the same time. He's always got this upbeat attitude. It seems like, I don't, I don't know, you know, and he, he led the, the Legion of Boom. I just I love Pete Carroll, man. I um, would... can, can I can I pick a coach that just recently is no longer a head coach? Sure. Can I go with Jason Garrett? Because if you play for Jason <laughs> Garrett, you could throw an interception, you could throw a touchdown. He's gonna clap for you. You could take <laughs> off a, a quarterback's pass or you could get burnt for 70 yards and he's still gonna clap for you. I, I think he would be a fun coach to play for because you're going to come to the sidelines and he's going to have that widespread finger clap for you. Um, I think that would be a fun, a fun coach to play for. 
Yeah, but you won't win, so. Thanks for listening today, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram on Chop Shop Sports and Chop Shop Bets, as well as on Twitter at Chop Shop Sports 1.